Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 262 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. So today, we've got a question from a woman who is running out of faith in the dating world, or at least her ability to find love again after two divorces. We don't have many details about the relationships, uh, or why they ended, or what her dating experience has been like since her more recent divorce, but I, I think there's still a lot of room here for some mindset work. So let's try and help her out. Here's her question. I am twice divorced, coming up on 50, and the only one of my friends left who isn't married. I do have two beautiful children from my first marriage, so I wouldn't do it differently, but I'm very uncomfortable with where I've ended up. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that there aren't as many good dating candidates left at my age, which makes it hard to get excited about getting back out there. I want to, but I have a hard time seeing the point. I want to be excited about dating. But when I think about it, my gut always tells me I'm hopeless. Okay, good question, Asker. Thank you for sending this in. I appreciate your vulnerability. It's hard to feel as though we are being left behind the pack. I would argue that being single at an age that feels particularly stressful is much easier for those who are in circles with other singles, whether they're happy about being single or not. Um, I've got to tell you, though, what you've got here is a limiting belief. But before I go any further, I want to assure you that there is nothing wrong with this. Everyone talks about just busting through limiting beliefs like the Kool-Aid man, as if you can just stop believing them with one rush of motivation. Stop that. Once upon a time, I, uh, I took a social media marketing course where the instructors told us this. They, they just said, break through your limiting beliefs. And, and that was it. On to the next lesson. <laughs> uh, it was at that point that I knew I'd wasted my money. You don't just break through limiting beliefs. They are there for a reason. And sometimes those reasons have long and complex histories, so you don't switch limiting beliefs on and off. Instead, you create dynamic questions and contrary experiences that slowly reshape your beliefs. So, let's look at yours and how to address it. You call it a fact that there aren't as many good candidates left at your age, you say your immediate instinct when thinking about dating is that you're hopeless. With all due respect, it's not hard to see why you might feel this way. You know, all of your other friends are married. Maybe you went out of the way to mention your kids and that you wouldn't do it differently because you wanted to defend the pride you take in that, even if others may see it as baggage. That is me reaching way out, of course, but you see what I'm getting at. A lot of people in your shoes feel this way. It's very natural and there's nothing abnormal about it. The mistake, however, is not taking the time to entertain other possibilities. I can say with full confidence that there is no truth in you being hopeless, which is why I've labeled it as a limiting belief. Have you ever tried that on for size? That thought that there is no truth in you being hopeless? Have you ever considered the absence of any evidence that you're hopeless? Have you considered the many people that have been in your shoes and still found love? Have you considered how many others out there are singing the same song right now and searching just like you are? Are there tools you could still learn to improve yourself in relationships to increase your odds? Or are you actually 
the most prepared you've ever been now since you've been in two relationships that have failed and you've learned a lot about what doesn't work. Why assume that all these good candidates are taken up? Aren't you a good candidate? These are all perfectly viable challenges to your belief, and there are more. Being reminded of them like this is good. You sitting with them and actually exploring them, that's better. But what's best for you is to take action as if they're right and your current belief is wrong. Until you take action that reflects beliefs that oppose your limiting belief, your limiting belief will continue to feel very convincing. So, if you were someone who thought differently, what might your actions look like? And how can you take those actions? Because you can take them, even if you aren't sold on them. You can learn better relationship skills, even if you don't think there are any good partners out there. You can accept blind dates, even if you don't think there are any good partners out there. And so on. That might sound hard, but it's really not. You don't, don't worry about being passionate or steadfast. That's not required to take action that stands to garner opportunity and a healthier mindset. Frankly, that's the easier part. The tougher part, and the last thing I'll mention, is more internal. Now again, you don't have to be convinced right now that your belief about dying alone is wrong. But what you do need to look inwards to discover is what benefits come with feeling that way, or at least what you think to be benefits. If I'm being blunt about it, uh, the quick answer uh, for you is, is probably, not definitely, but probably, some fear about not wanting to get hurt again, not wanting to go through the incredible exhaustion of a divorce again, not wanting to introduce your kids to another person who might just be temporary, etc. Fill in the rest on your own, but understand that these are all ultimately forms of fear, fear that is dictating your life more than you'd probably like it to be. Okay, everybody, another question in which there is just so much overlap into other areas of life. I always marvel at the connectedness between so many questions and struggles that we all face, and thus the connectedness between different means of healing. This episode kind of turned into a commentary about limiting beliefs. Uh, If that was misplaced, I'm sorry. But they exist absolutely everywhere. So consider what some of yours might be, what arguments could be made against them, And if you could hold your vomit long enough to take some actions that reflect those arguments, you might be surprised. It's time to get out of here, though. Thanks again for being here, everybody. Thanks again to the asker, who I do hope found some use of this answer. And I'll look forward to seeing you all in the next episode.